I'm a testing my audio level and I sound amazing. Hello? Hello. Are you back in town? Like the boys are back in town? There was a really great tweet that I saw this morning. What was it? <laughs> I don't know. Let me tell you. Okay, maybe it wasn't the greatest tweet ever, but <laughs> I did like it. Be the boys you wish to see back in town. <laughs> That's fun. Who did I get that from? Olga Lexel. Ooh, I just posted my 600 and... 6,600 tweet today. Oh, yeah. I've posted, I don't know, how many tweets do I have I done? My Twitter is so good. Is it? Yeah. I have a very high reblog standard. Oh, so you only reblog really good stuff. Yeah. And by reblog, do you mean retweet? Yep, that's what I mean. I spent too much time on Tumblr. So can I read you this really great tweet that I, that I found this morning? Is it the one you just read me before you turned your mic on? Yes. <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> Go on. I'll act surprised. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Tweet is, it says, be the boys you wish to see back in town. That is unexpected and hilarious. So funny. Are you ready, ready, ready? Um, yeah, I'm just checking how many um, posts I've made on Twitter. It's important. <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Ooh, 1,025. That is a lot. I don't know. I've. I don't know. I only really just started using Twitter. I have no way of measuring certain metrics. Like, I think we've just hit 3,500 listens to the podcast. And I don't know if that's really good or average or quite low. That's more than I expected. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of like, oh, that's a, that's a nice amount, but I don't know what it means. And similarly, I think our mailing list has, I think, 15 subscribers. And I'm like, that feels low, but for the level we're at, I don't know. <laughs> 15 subscribers is is very not many subscribers. <laughs> But considering we're a podcast... I feel like also they're really quality people. That's true. Anyone who's listening. So <laughs> if you want to become one of those quality people... <laughs> <laughs> beinghonestwithmyex.com. Yeah, be, beinghonestwithmyex.com. I feel like those 15 people will appreciate Peter's hard-earned podcast recommendations. That's true. It's pretty solid. Okay, you ready to go? Yeah. Uh, you can do the intro this time. Go. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Hayward. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. You don't get to say anything if you start. What do you mean I don't get to say anything? You started to say something, then I cut you off with my half of the introduction. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if you start, you don't get to say anything. This is not fair. (laughs) Should we talk about what the concept of the podcast is? I've been listening through Worst Idea of All Time. At At the start of every episode, they tell you what it is, even though you probably know by that point. Yeah, okay. I mean, what would you say? So SJ and I used to date and we were engaged and we lived together and then we had a big messy breakup and now we do a podcast together. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone does after they get engaged and break up? That's why so many divorce attorneys also sell podcasting gears. <laughs> I'm just going to say that again because I fucked up the, the last word. Okay. That's why so many... I'm not po- going to... No, you don't have to laugh again. I'll, I'll put it in where it okay. was earlier. <clears throat> That's why so many divorce attorneys... Oh, Fuck. <laughs> That's why so many divorce attorneys also... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That's why so many... No? Can you please leave all of this in? <laughs> gonna... <laughs> we, don't very, we don't do this very often. It's true. It's just when I... So I edit the podcast, and when I hear myself fucking up a, a word in a funny line, it just drives me mad. I can't say it again. I really can't. It's 1.20am here. The time difference is is weird. I'm getting up in, I think, six hours to drive to Wales. 
Are you going to actually re-say the thing? Oh, yeah, Or yeah. are we moving on to Wales? Let's just fucking move on. I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about the sort of creative existential crisis you've had in the last couple of weeks? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was thinking about it this morning. Okay. Specifically, I want to hear about how I caused it because then it's about me and that's interesting. Um, I think that it's interesting without you being involved <laughs> at all. Clearly, you have no idea what is and isn't interesting. <laughs> Clearly, I've got Turn no idea. Turn your phone off. I did. I didn't. That was a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a fucking lie. Um, yeah, actually, I was thinking about it this morning. Okay, I did, like, did not tell you this at all, but, like, uh, it's weird because this is, like, you know, about... Well, I suppose loosely about being honest and stuff. It's in the title. And a lot of the things that I do are about being honest and vulnerable. And then I always get challenged on kind of, you know, how vulnerable do you want to be? All that kind of stuff. Oh, I have a relevant anecdote. Oh, yeah? So I use Buffer to update my social media. And part of that is you can queue 10 things and you can rearrange the order. And I've had a post in there that I've moved to the end about three times now. So I made that post 30 buffer updates ago, and I've never quite been game to actually let it go out. What is it? It's a screenshot of me dirty talking. Oh, God. And you know me. I have I have just zero shame in the world. Like, I will talk about anything to everyone. You know that this, this screenshot now has to go in the show notes, right? <laughs> You're right, it does. I'll read it out. For some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm more okay talking about it now with the context of me saying I'm a little bit embarrassed about it, which is weird. I don't get embarrassed about things. I think the other thing is also, like, it's easier to say, you know, if anyone who's listening to this, they can hear the tone of your voice. That's true. So I sometimes, I'm an erotic author by trade, and I sometimes sexy text sexy girls. It's quite fun. And this one is, I'm just going to read it out, and then I'll, I'll, if it needs further clarification, I can explain it. So it's just three messages going from me to someone who is not mentioned, you know, not in the screenshot. It goes, hmm. I want to bite you in all the right places, winky face, and fill your head with bees. <laughs> oh my shit. Jesus Christ. It's in my buffer queue with the, with the caption, I am basically the best at dirty talk. Oh no. <laughs> and, and like the first two were sort of genuinely me dirty talking and then I was feeling silly so I added the third one and the girl was quite amused because, you know, I don't really separate being funny and dirty talk which can lead to some fun situations. But I feel sort of weird about tweeting that out. Like my family's on my Facebook and I don't want to really rub the fact that I dirty talk girls in their faces. Also, it's a little bit hokey. Like normally my standard of dirty, dirty talk is a little bit better than that. But I find the juxtaposition quite funny. Well, you can just make different people that you send stuff to. You know, you can make groups yeah, on Facebook. That doesn't interest me. Can we, like, challenge you to do it and then next time we'll see what happened? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll send it out now because this podcast won't go up for two weeks. So by that point, it'll have been out for a while. We will know what has happened. I'm going to hit share this post now. Okay, so do you remember the time... This is years ago now, but that we were having sex. I don't I don't remember having sex with you. Did we do that? It happened like once or twice, maybe. <laughs> you sure it was me? Was I just in the house somewhere? It's definitely you. You couldn't find the clitoris. Definitely you. <laughs> what is the clitoris? People keep talking about it. <laughs> I just want to know. Is that what a pap smear is? Is that to find the clitoris? <laughs> 
Oh my god, I had a pap smear yesterday. Oh, how was it? Uh, meh, meh, meh. Did they find the clitoris? I don't know. Like, like it was a great pap smear. <laughs> Okay, so we're having sex. Actually, you know what? So my partner was like, I've never shown a stranger my genitals. And I was like, I've done that at least 10 times in my life. Shown a stranger my genitals. Is that the whole story? How many times have you done that? I mean, you took a photo of my genitals and put it up on a wall in your school, so... Did I? Do you not... Jesus Christ. (laughs) So there's this sort of running motif of you forgetting key things about our relationship. No, thinking I forget them. You're always like, hey, do you remember that time when you proposed to me? Or do you remember that time I made an engagement speech? You have forgotten the time you took a photo of my penis, blew it up into poster size, and posted it around your school. No, I actually do remember that now. But it was just more... Okay, so to put it in context, I did this... It's actually quite an art school project, but I did this project where I was taking photos of people's crotches and then blowing them up to like eight zero poster size and, you know, just putting them up in public places. But they were all anonymous. So I, I can't remember who whose crotches they are. <laughs> one of them was your boyfriend's. Yeah, one of them, it turns out, was you, apparently. You know? <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Was that, like, before you had a circumcision or after? That was before I had an adult circumcision. Uh-huh. The only other time I've shown my genitals to strangers was when I recorded a a porn video, I guess. I was in a male... As, as a, oh, yeah. What you call an actor? Yeah, that's I was right. a, a star of a male masturbation video. I would say a performer. I was a performer in a male masturbation video. Although I did for a very long time have the domain registered picturesofpeterspenis.com. Yeah. Also, I mean, I think that the time that you got a circumcision, I think that also counts as like, you know, there would be a couple of times in there where you you showed some strangers your penis. Do you mean the doctor? (laughs) Yeah. Like the doctor is a stranger. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Like, yep. Sure. That counts. Yeah. Anyway, pap smears. They're great. Go get them. And your boyfriend has never shown, you always say partner. Yeah, I do. Uh, Your partner has never shown a stranger his junk. Not that you can remember. So, the reason we got onto this is because you were talking about being vulnerable online? So, ha- no. So, what we were getting back to is we were having sex one time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we are talking about dirty talk. I don't know if you remember this, but you said, who's your daddy? No. What I... Okay. <laughs> no? You're missing some valuable context there. Okay. This was when we'd been dating for about two or three months. And earlier in the day, I'd said to you, or you'd said to me, the worst thing you could say during sex would be, who's your daddy? Because you share a name with my father. And so obviously I had to take that comedic opportunity that you generously gifted to me (laughs) and say it during sex. That's just the right thing to do. Never have I more quickly gotten someone off of me. (laughs) You know, I could edit that to just be like, never have I more quickly gotten someone off. (laughs) But you won't, right? Uh, No, I I try to edit honestly. I feel like we're talking about me editing this too much, but I try to edit in such a way that emphasizes the point you're trying to make. And just cut the stuff out that doesn't. Yeah, I think we are talking about editing this too much. Anyway, what you asked me about at the start was about existential artistic crisis. Yes. Do you want to tell the tale? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it makes any sense as a story at the moment. I was thinking about this this morning because before we did this podcast, I spent uh, probably about, like, I don't know like an hour crying. I was just really upset. I did not know about this. 
no, you did not know about this at all. And I was like, fuck. Like, we're going to do this podcast and Peter's going to be like, so, how are you? And I'll be like, not very good. (laughs) 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 Um, And I always just worry about, you know, how honest to be about that kind of stuff because I think it's helpful to be honest about when stuff's not great, but it also, you know, makes you feel really vulnerable and not like you're kicking goals and it's not necessarily something that you instinctively want to share a lot <laughs> about. I was thinking about this this morning in the context of Twitter. Yeah. Which is that I keep my Twitter following to exactly 50 people. And so if I need to unfollow someone, even if they're a close friend, I will still unfollow them. What constitutes need to unfollow them? Well, I, I keep it to 50 people. And if I want to add someone, I'll go through and be like, look, honestly, this is the Twitter account that I'm least interested in right now. Wow. Okay. And so I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to unfollow the person who I least want to follow at the moment. And if they find that a personal insult, we're probably not suited to be great friends anyway. Wow. Do you follow me on Twitter? Yeah, you're, you're very interesting on Twitter. Am I? Okay. Well, the thing is, it's not necessarily that someone's not interesting. Like I have, I have a close friend who I recently unfollowed because she would reblog stuff that made me unhappy. And that's not a fault of hers. Like it's, it's good content. I just don't really want to see it. Or I have a friend who works in journalism in Brisbane and he's constantly tweeting news posts about Brisbane that aren't relevant to my life. So I unfollow him, not because I don't like him or because he's boring, just because the stuff he posts isn't relevant to me. And if that's enough to break up a friendship, that's probably not a strong friendship to begin with. I did that to kind of a good friend on Facebook the other day. Like a full defriending or just an unfollow? No, I just unfollowed them and I thought about whether I should tell them that. I wouldn't. I mean, it's I decided not to tell them that, but it's kind of... Um, it wasn't because I don't like them. It's just because they hang out with someone that I like just don't want to see their stuff. Yeah, I know. Does that mean. make sense? Yeah. And so it was like, oh, I've, I don't want to unfollow you, but like you post stuff and about half the time it's got this other person in it and I really don't want to see that. So After this finishes, I'm definitely asking who that is. <laughs> the parallel I wanted to draw was I reckon talk about stuff you want to talk about and if people are going to stop listening to the podcast because of that, they were not going to enjoy the podcast. Like this is being honest with my ex is the name of the fucking show. If they're not okay with you being honest and vulnerable, then that's not a podcast for them to listen to. <laughs> Do you know who Amber Rose is? I know the name. Okay, so Amber Rose is, um, man, I feel weird about how I'm going to explain this. Okay, but she became quite famous because uh, she was in a number of big rappers' videos. At one point she was with Wiz Khalifa. At one point she was with Kanye West. And she's gotten a lot of shit, like a lot of slut-shaming shit. Now she has her own slut walk and she's a very proud sexual person. But I saw she put something up on Instagram the other day that was like, people are going to hate you for whatever, so you may as well just do whatever the fuck you want anyway. (laughs) And I was like... Actually, like, that's... That's a really good attitude, yeah. That's pretty fucking true. (laughs) And I feel that when I see other performers or people doing stuff online that there's always someone that's going to hate you for whatever it is that you do. Like, there's no point trying to placate people because it's just not possible. Yeah. Even if you're, like, an announcer on Disney. People are going to hate you. Someone's going to hate you for your hair or something. 
So I think we might have touched on this briefly in that episode about why people hate me. And I'm like, I don't care that people hate me. Not people hate me. Why people don't necessarily like me. Because there is going to be people who don't like me literally no matter what I do. And so I just want to do the stuff that I think is right. And I'm going to do those things, obviously. But you care to a point which, in my experience of people, is extreme. As in I care a lot. No, as in like, you're like, there is literally 10 people that I care about their opinions and I don't care about anyone else's opinions. Yeah, but I care a lot about those opinions. What if Louis C.K. was like, I think you're a dickhead. I mean, what's he basing this on? Um, this podcast. I'd be like, huh, this podcast is obviously not for Louis C.K. then. That surprises me. Wow, that's amazing. I think that that's your superpower. (laughs) So... With that in mind, what's the thing that you're afraid to talk about? If you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. (laughs) Um, I've just been not having a good time lately. The past, like, month, I think. You mean, like, ever since we started this podcast? No, we started this podcast, like, at least, you know, three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I think just since the start of this year. I thought well, that that's oh yeah that is a month man this has been a big year for me. I thought that my comment triggered it off. What comment? Oh yeah yeah because you want it to be about you don't you? No, I just think it is about me and we should respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what was the comment that you made. So you and I had a conversation. It was after we recorded a podcast. We just ended up hanging out on Skype for another like two or three hours, and at some point we got into talking about you know creative direction and stuff like that. And I asked you, I might have been a bit overly confrontational. Uh, I don't know why I'm pre-apologizing. You were, I was, you were very, yeah. Anyway. I think it, it's something I've been thinking about for a while and I sort of seized on the opportunity to talk about it. But my question was basically, what are you creatively? Like, what, what's your thing that you do? Because I am a guy who makes board games and wants to write sitcoms. I am very much the polar opposite of you in that I like labels and I'm very able to put myself in little boxes. So I don't expect you to have a, yeah. a, a neat answer like that. But my question was very much, what what's the thing that you do? I just don't quite get it. I never really have. So that's not true. It's, yeah. not, it's not that I never really have. It's just that I used to really project what box I thought you should fit into onto you and you sort of nodded and went along with that for a long time. Oh, and I think that that actually really relates to a problem in our relationship but not like that I think that's also just in myself and I think that all of this stuff is also really related to mental health fuck this is just such a big topic anyway (laughs) we have about four minutes before we run out of time (laughs) um one thing I was thinking about this morning is that I was explaining this to a friend a while ago but when I've had really really difficult moments in terms of my mental health I think one of the scariest things is that I just like oh wow I just like lose who I am and that's all we have time for so thanks for listening to (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) sorry go on yeah I just kind of lose yourself So there's this thing that happens when you scuba dive sometimes is that you can actually lose, like, understanding of which way is up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know about this. And, yeah, it kind of feels like that. And I'm just, like, all the stuff that felt really um, solid, like, just has gone. 
you felt like you knew the, the sky was above you and the ground was below and now suddenly you're like, is it? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like. You okay? Yeah, it's definitely that. I didn't, I didn't mean to make you cry on a podcast. That wasn't my intention. <laughs> it's okay. I had. A you had a lot of tears good... to give. <laughs> no, I just had a pretty good idea that would happen. Um, yeah. So, so how that relates is, I think I didn't realize, but I had a really like you're someone who's really sure of yourself and you also feel like you're sure of what other people should be and, and what would be best for them, which is not necessarily always a good quality. Um, but <laughs> sorry for that. But, I, don't, I don't think I'm a dick about it. No, I don't think that you're a dick about it, but I just have strong ideas and people tend to let that affect them. You have strong ideas about like, anyway, do you have, do you have strong opinions about pretty much anything but i think one thing is that you know that was really great to kind of latch onto while we were together because it was like someone else telling you what you are okay so just just for context because right now it sounds like i came in and was like okay sj you're gonna wear this and you're gonna do this and you're gonna say this no that's not what happened you were just like hey, look, you're this really talented person and I reckon that you could definitely do that thing if you wanted to do that thing. Cool. I, I just wanted to make sure that context was given so I didn't sound like I'd come in and started telling you what you were. No. No, it was just more like like I really liked you telling me what I was and what I was going to happen because... It was very positive. That like made stuff make sense. Yeah. I think it is related to my mental health and mental illness, but I think it's also something that happens a lot in serious relationships, particularly when you're younger. And I'm sure that you probably understand that that happens a lot to you and the people that you interact with because you are a person with strong opinions. Yeah. And if you in, are interacting with people who aren't so sure of themselves, they are likely to you know, act on those opinions that you have. Of them. There's a great quote, I don't know the context in which it was originally said, but it's, uh, be the person that your dog thinks you are. Oh my God, I love that quote. <laughs> so I, I, feel, I feel that the inadvertent effect I have on people is that they're like, I want to be the person that Peter thinks I am. Because I tend to think that people who I know and love are great, which I think we all do. To use you as an example, I am so convinced, even now, that you are going to be just a rock star. Like, like not, not, not a rock star as in a musician, but I just, you're such an amazing person with a strong personality and fascinating opinions, and you're attractive and creative and good at shit, that I'm just like, obviously you're going to become famous and beloved by many. So I think when I think that about someone, they're sort of tempted to be the person that their dog thinks that they are. <laughs> Peter makes you the, want to be the person that Peter thinks that you are. Yeah, I think that's true. Is that is that is that dumb to say? No, no, I think that that's true, but I think it's more complicated than that because things like if you're like you're the most amazing person ever, blah blah blah. I mean, for me, oh, and I feel embarrassed just even thinking about this. I think I was just like, oh well, that's just going to happen, obviously. <laughs> 
Does that make sense? I was like, great. Well, Peter thinks that that's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Cool. I just need to wait for that to happen. No, you have to work for it. No shit. (laughs) But I think that this is what I dislike around talking a lot around really unusual stories about how people get creative success. I used to be really fascinated with it to the point that I was like, that's how it happens. That's how it has to work. Like people like Amy Winehouse, who's an amazing talent, but also was found at a very long young age and was very lucky. People like Adele, whose first song was amazing. She's also really, really talented. But a record exec found her on MySpace and was like, can we offer you a deal? And those stories get propagated. And so the idea that you're like, oh, okay, well, I just have to be talented and just get discovered. And that's just not actually how it works for most people who do creative stuff yeah there's a great post i can't remember who writes it i'll I'll find it and send you the link for the show notes but it's about being lucky and how most stories of like ah what a lucky break that person had if you trace it back it was not a lucky break yeah no totally totally absolutely not i think because we like stories you know as humans we're built to like stories we're sort of like oh that story about the young man who became the king, that's an interesting story. And so we tend to, like you said, propagate those. And then they sort of become expected to be the norm. Well, you want to propagate the stories that are interesting and they're interesting because they're unusual. And they're unusual because it's like one in a million chance of those things happening. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the story of Amanda Palmer before she got a million dollars on Kickstarter, like her before her Kickstarter raised over a million dollars, it's not really... Remarkable. It is remarkable in its, like, smaller details. It's not cinematic. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a montage rather than a, a scene. Yeah, and so nowadays the people that I admire are the people who are just constantly sort of doing their thing. Like me. Like you, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I remember one of my friends being like, ah, you know, you have so much talent if you just focused it, like, somewhere, just picked something and put it there, you would definitely go places or whatever. And I was like, that is both a compliment and deeply, deeply, deeply sad. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the term multi-potentialite? No. Pretty much exactly what you would expect it to be. So, you know, you have your fingers in a lot of different pies. I just think the world isn't really built up to support those kinds of... Narratives? Narratives, yeah. Amanda Palmer and Miranda July are probably some of the best examples of a really... They make things, but they make a wide variety of different stuff. And I think that's great, but the world just wants you to specialise you know, they want you to be like, do you know Flula? Do you know who no. Flula is? Is he the guy from Pitch Perfect 2? Yes, Flula is the German guy in Pitch Perfect 2. He's great. He's been doing YouTube videos for years, like years and years. And everyone wants him to be that funny German guy who doesn't understand colloquial American language and who does like little videos in his car at 2am in the morning about why the phrase party pooper doesn't make sense and I just find that kind of specialization that is expected of people makes me sad and confused 
<laughs> People want a Luke McGregor, basically. Like, Luke McGregor's a great Melbourne comedian who does the awkward nerd thing just perfectly. And so he's probably the person who I've seen go to fame the fastest. And even then, it was over three to four years. I used to watch him on a little Channel 31 show, and now he's on fairly major Australian TV shows. And he does one thing stupendously well. And that's really what people want. When I did the improv course in Chicago, there's a woman there who's uh, Tara DiFrancisco. She's amazing. And she was saying that the people who are here, like people who are at this theatre, other people who didn't make it to TV, not because they weren't talented, but because they couldn't be pigeonholed. So she works at the theatre where Tina Fey and Amy Poehler came from and a bunch of other very famous comedians you'd know. And she says they're obviously amazing, but they're not necessarily the most talented improvisers or the most talented comedians, but they're the ones who fit into a, not a niche, into a, they fit into a type. And so when someone looks at them, they can be like, oh, I know exactly the role to cast you in. Whereas the people who haven't made it to that step necessarily aren't less talented. They're just not as easily cast. Yeah. And I think that's more so even with social media and, you know, you want to get what the person is doing pretty immediately. Yeah. I follow uh, Dad Jokes Hand Solo on Twitter at sign dad jokes hand solo it's hilarious and it's just hand solo making dad jokes and so you know exactly what you're getting and you can go there and just get it reliably <laughs> that's my one true source of hand solo dad jokes <laughs> did i tell you that i'm gonna be in a show on the abc with luke mcgregor yeah it's something about sex yeah it's coming out in march i did a workshop with him and he's he's pretty awkward uh, but I think apparently it turned out really well. So Well, I can only hope it brings a lot of people to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so that's all from us this week. Uh, you can visit our website, beinghonestwithmex.com, subscribe to our mailing list and follow us on Twitter. And we have an outro this week from my little sister. I'm in England, which is where my sister lives. So I actually handed her the tape recorder and the script and then went off to make a cup of tea. And when I came back, she'd been talking for two and a half minutes so this is not a two and a half minute outro, but this is one of many outros that she recorded in those two and a half minutes. Aww. So if, if no one sends us a new one by next week, you'll be hearing Elizabeth again. But uh, please do send us an outro. Uh, the script is in every show notes and you can email it to us and you'll get to be on the podcast and we'll say nice things about you. That sounds great. Thank you, Bibbit. Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review and tell your friends. Though Peter is not my favourite celestial body, he's definitely my favourite son. Aww. <laughs> that was cute. That's my baby sister. That's all from us. Until next time, I'm Peter C. Haywood. I don't know why I'm doing an outro. We just did an outro. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And if you felt like you understood or related to stuff, tell us, please. Um, you can email us at oh, beinghonestwithmyex oh. at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you. Actually, just before we go, I'm going to check to see if anyone's commented on that status I put up. Okay, so one person replied. They said, and nightmares. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>